Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? The war is coming to the surface, whether you like it or not. You know I can't let that happen. Aquaman. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf Vega, and I have with me... Jake Jarvis. And today we are reviewing Aquaman, the movie. And as always, we'll talk about the 3D element first. Now, unfortunately, one thing I got to talk about 3D is that it feels very inconsistent. Sometimes it could be fantastic. Sometimes it was eh, barely there. It just mm-hmm. it depends on the scene. And, you know, that's also always something that, you know, that's happens in the movies. Um, if it's placing inland then the 3D was not that great. If it's in the sea, the 3D could be very great, if not fantastic. It just depends where you are. Did you get yeah, that sense? I was, wonder- I was wondering if it was a stylistic choice to make the 3D really pop underwater and kind of flatten it out on land because the colors were also more vibrant underwater than on land. On land was brighter, of course, generally, but... The underseas were much more colorful. No, oh, it's good to hear that, uh, you know, you had the same experience because I, I, I wondered that and I was like, I don't know. And then there was one scene where um, they're taking some photographs in a bar that looks great in 3D. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And I was thinking, like, maybe they shot those actually with the 3D camera, those pictures, because those look way better than the scene that was right before or after, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, and that scene was a beautiful setup. Uh, I, I love that photo scene where the guys want the selfie. Yeah. Uh, James Wan just used his years as of being a horror director. Instead of doing it a jump scare, a misdirect, to you know, to make a nice little laugh there. That was a nice touch and a nice use of a horror technique in a non-horror movie way. Now, they do use the 3D to help with um, some really tall cliffs here and there. And then you, you do see some fish swimming around when you're in the water. And, you know, you some occasionally you'll have some things fly out at you. They'll have, like, tridents pointing out toward the screen. You know, the 3D doesn't feel gimmicky or silly. It's just part of the visuals that you see on screen. Now, some of the action, um, it's, it's definitely a one style where like, you have the camera angle kind of uh, panning around to see the whole, you know, mm-hmm. that was really cool to see, but it also a little disorienting in 3D. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh-huh, because some of the times it went too fast and blurred and messed up the 3D effect. Uh, but I loved the way when they would do a, a flashback, it would cut. Uh, this movie is edited together beautifully. I mean, I'm talking Academy Award uh, editing. Because uh, some of the scenes where they would talk and do a flashback, uh, oh, the just the change from scene to scene it was so good. I mean, it was breathtakingly good. And, you know, some camera angles, sometimes the camera is like first person and like it pulls you into the screen. And some of the shots, um, underwater shots, were stunningly beautiful in 3D. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, holy crap, this is awesome. And then it gets okay. And then it gets really good. And then it just keeps going back and forth. And it's it's so hard to review this because, like, 
my heart wants to say it was great, but then my mind is like, no, it's just too inconsistent to be great. It's just good. It's good 3D. You would be happy watching it in three in 3D, but it could have been a little bit better in the you know if if it, the outside on land scenes were better in 3D, then I would give it a great. But what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'd give it a good uh, 3D. Uh, it, I was tempted to see if I could go see this in IMAX, see if that made a difference. Yeah. But uh, the IMAX theater near me is inconsistent in their uh, presentation, and I did not feel like making a 100-mile round trip and spending $30. Yeah, um, they did say that the IMAX version does have more of the screen. I think it was shot for IMAX, so I think it would be really, really great to see an IMAX if you have a top-notch IMAX screen. Um, but, yeah, I think you'll definitely be happy you watched it in 3D. You would It could have been better, but it, it was really, really enjoyable. So Yeah, 3D is nice. It's just not it's not gonna take your breath away. Drop your draw, your jaw, your drop, jaw dropping, like wow, life changing. But it is good, and it's well worth the extra money to see it in 3D. So now onto the movie itself. First of all, I'm gonna state I do not want to use any ocean tomfoolery, nautical nonsense fishy puns, or aquatic, cutesy wordplay. I really hate the other reviews and other people covering Aquaman. Just are, you can't, you have to do those puns. And I can't stand it. I hate that stuff. So, Jake, Jake do you agree with me? No stupid puns in this movie review. I will, uh, I don't need to grab that low-hanging fruit. We're professionals, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, Aquaman has been a part of DC Comics for 75 years, or a little bit over, and it's great to finally see him on the big screen on a movie of his own. Mm-hmm, exactly. Now, this movie does take place after the events of Justice League. They do reference something that happened in Justice League, and but for the most part, you know, 95% of the movie is standalone, so if you've never seen Justice League or any of the recent Batman Superman movies, you don't have to. It's, you're fine. You're totally fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, In fact, you're probably mentally healthier than those of us that have. And I was I was really wondering if they were going to reference it at all. And it's fine. It's totally fine they didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, Jason Moa reprises his role and is a likable hero. You know, he's a dumb jock, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I like- yeah, he really sells the kind of the whole bro thing. And he's different. I've never seen quite an actor like him on screen, you know? Uh-huh. So Yeah, uh, he's uh he's yeah, he's definitely uh he's he I mean he's built like some of these powerhouse guys like John Cena and uh Dwayne Johnson, but there's just something just so laid back and you could see him in entourage and still be an uh, yeah, he's a bro, but he's not a douchebag. He's such a nice guy. And one day, the character of Mira comes to speak to Aquaman and warns him of an upcoming war between the Atlanteans and, you know, the people that live on land. And Aquaman is the only person that could help stop this war. Uh, Mira, played by Amber Heard, 
I thought I loved her in this movie. Uh huh. Oh, she was awesome. The hair drove me nuts. Uh, the color looked so fake, but I was like, uh, and some of the hair in this movie, I hadn't seen wigs this bad since, uh, first season of RuPaul's Drag Race, but. So, um, you know, we get to the, the movie and there's two villains here, Ocean Master and Black Manta. Now I thought Ocean Master was really overacted and cheesy. What'd you think of him? I liked him fine. Uh, I like Patrick Wilson. But the thing is, he was out overshadowed by Black Manta. That was a much more compelling uh, story. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Black Manta is a good villain. We get a little, too little background on him. I wanted more, but I did like him. I did think he was interesting. Now, the villains kind of serve as a plot device, not really fully realized characters. Do you agree with that? Yeah, more or less. And, you know, it feels different. This movie feels different. I've never quite seen a movie like this before. I've never seen an underwater movie like this. I've never seen an adventure, you know, superhero movie like this. This is more of like an adventure movie than just a pure action movie. And it has a good heart to it. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of um, the movie Romancing the Stone, which is kind of an action-adventure rom-com with Michael Douglas. I've never seen it, but I heard about it. Oh, yeah, you should see it, uh, because then you'll catch what I'm talking about. Uh, this movie had lots of elements of the Brendan Fraser version of The Mummy, uh, Romancing the Stone, like I said, a little bit of uh, Indiana Jones on the Temple of Doom, you know? It, it has was an adventure feel, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was lighthearted. It also had a Hong Kong sensibility to it, even though it's not a Hong Kong movie. Uh, they because they like to mix things like romance and drama and horror. They like to have their movies and mix it all up. And this movie was definitely a hodgepodge of you had a part romantic comedy, uh, part adventure, you know, and part superhero action movie, an action adventure movie, you know. Mm-hmm, exactly. Now, the, there's some problems here. We're liking this movie so far. You cannot deny the problems with this movie. Um, I, I can't. Um, the narrative is kind of loosely tied together. There's some plot points that aren't fully explored. You know, there's some scenes that go to other scenes. Like, wait, there's where that? how did that go that way, you know? And, yeah, this has definitely got a shaggy dog plotting. So, you know, it, it's... You know, makes it a little smooth. It makes it a little faster, but then they're like, "Wait, you skipped a step here." But it's not that big a deal. You know, some of the jokes are really goofy and immature. Kind of, yeah, it's dad humor. And the writing but, is not that good. <laughs> yeah, and Jason Momoa can sell a pee joke like and be likable. Doesn't come across as a gross dude. You know, the the writing is uh, generic and mediocre. You know, it's far from perfect, but it is still likable, even if it has these flaws. Uh -huh. and, uh, and the thing is, I thought it was, they had a really tough hoe to do, because they had, they got, because Zack Snyder's movies th threw a whole bunch of crap at Wonder Woman and Aquaman uh, in, uh, in Justice League and Superman and Batman v Superman. Uh, that they had to address, and I think they did pretty good considering what they had, the 800-pound elephant they got stuck with. 
Yeah, and this is its own movie. You know, it feels like, okay, it's after Justice League, but it's its own movie. It's its own thing. You know, it doesn't disrespect the Zack Snyder, you know, DC universe, but doesn't necessarily, you know, automatically throw it away either. It's just, it's its own thing. And if there's not a second Aquaman movie, then that's fine. You got the full story here. You know, I, I want more, but, you know. Oh, we probably, get, with the money this is making overseas, we're going to get another Aquaman movie. I wouldn't be surprised if Aquaman just takes over January because there's nothing else out there. <laughs> so where the movie does succeed, I feel like, is the action, the entertainment va- uh, value, and the special effects. Mm-hmm. Many, many action scenes had the panning camera that was just showing you different angles of the action that were amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this movie is breathtakingly gorgeous. It's a little bit disorienting at times, but overall the action scenes were really well executed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and uh and old time Aquaman fans, you're gonna squee when you see Topo playing the drums. And uh, yeah, the movie's fun and it's it's intriguing from beginning to end. You know, I love the flashbacks of a younger Aquaman and um I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Willem Dafoe sells so much because there's so much nonsense in this movie that I would have my eyes would have rolled back in my head and I would have disengaged. But just but Willem Dafoe sells it. He sells so much. He, he makes so much of this work. Movie has a lot of touching scenes, but that's not really too sentimental. Um, yeah. Special effects, we said it's amazing and. Obviously, if anyone, if this is probably the best special effects of this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, these are really nice. Uh, this is a beautiful movie, uh, uh, and uh, I was just just blown away uh, by the fight scenes in this stuff. Reminds me of like Lord of the Rings, and it, it just it's it's greater than the sum of its parts. You know, it has its issues, but it feels unique and. I had a great time, and for me, yeah. I don't know about you, Jake. I'm going to give this an eight out of ten. I liked it; it had problems, but I liked exactly. It. But I was going to give it an eight. We're 100 percent agreement take, here. Yeah, I had to take two points off for the shagginess, but uh, but I bumped it up to an eight. I mean, Jason Momoa, he is now a full list movie star, and this can you know Wonder Woman and Aquaman, you know. They're leading the way of how to make DC movies work and be its own thing and be different. You know, mm-hmm. this feels fundamentally different from all the MCU movies. It mm-hmm. looks different. It has a, you know, and same thing with uh, the Wonder Woman. You know, I'm looking forward to Shazam and, you know, I am have a brighter future for DC coming up. You know, I feel more uh, good. I see James Wan tackle uh, more things besides... Uh, horror movies, and racing movies. All right. Well, I guess that's going to be basically it for this spoiler-free podcast. Um, Anything else to mention? Spoiler-free? Nope. That's it. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have one patron, which is David from Spain, and I want to thank you for your financial support. All right. So that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon, and the link is in the description. Uh, Thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. 
It'll put it everywhere. Just look for us 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone.